0: Hello, welcome to another mlex podcast i'm james panicki mlex's managing editor for australasia coming to you from our offices at the heart of melbourne's central business district now we're all familiar with facebook the social media platform is continuing to attract regulatory scrutiny as competition watchdogs grapple with just how much market power it has it's something that's grabbing regulators' attention throughout the world. In fact, just recently, the Australian Competition Watchdog, the Australian Competition Consumer Commission, announced a probe into the power of platforms such as Facebook and Google, and we covered that announcement in some detail at the time, but in Germany the Facebook story faces an additional layer of complexity. Regulators there are firstly concerned that the social platform may be in breach of German data protection rules because of the data it collects from other social networking sites. But more importantly for us, the regulators are also concerned that Facebook might be abusing its market power by merging this data with information obtained from users' Facebook accounts. It's a big call based on some complicated legal considerations, and something like this demands the superior analytical skills of Matthew Newman, MLEX's senior correspondent, who covers mergers, antitrust and cartel investigations from our Brussels bureau. Hello, Matthew.
1: Hello, James. Glad to be here.
0: Now, Matthew, walk me through the issues. What are the German competition authorities' charges against Facebook?
1: You're absolutely right that this is an unusual and complex case. It's the first one we've seen, and it's the first one for Europe. Um, Facebook is facing the charge that they are using exploitative business terms. So that's the technical competition term for the abuse. Essentially what it means is that Facebook has so much market power, and the Bundeskartellamt estimates that it has 90% of the market for social networks, they use that power in an exploitative way. And let me explain that. In Germany, if you want to get in touch with your friends, your family, your business colleagues, you essentially have no choice. Uh, Facebook is the only game in town. And the power that Facebook has means that it can impose its contract, its terms, on any user. So you would think like, well, I have a choice here, I can just accept these terms and conditions, and off I go. Well, um, that's actually not the case, uh, And according to the Bundeskartellamt. They say that in order to have the whole Facebook experience, you must accept these business terms which mean that if you go on to another website that has or app that has nothing to do with Facebook and there's let's say a like button on it or a Facebook login uh, part of it that means that when you click on that, that data even if you didn't want that data to be used Mm -hmm. it will be merged with your Facebook profile and so essentially you have no choice.
0: Matthew this is why this is such a complicated thing because what you're saying is that it's an issue of uh, data collection in a way, but it's also an issue of competition. So why don't you walk us through this concept? Why is this investigation unusual? How are these two components of the investigation uh, unfolding?
1: Well, we've never had a case where a company is being accused of market abuse based on its power over data. So a- as anyone who uses Facebook knows, the whole point of it is to collect as much information about you as possible. So then they can just sell that information to advertisers. And the Bundeskartellamt recognizes that and realize that that's the whole point of social networks. Well, the, the unusual thing here is that according to German um, civil law, and there's a particular um, way uh, that they can use the uh, jurisprudence to say that data protection laws have the same ob- objective as competition laws. And that is essentially to protect individuals from having their personal data being exploited by a company that has uh, market power. And this is where we, we, we did an analysis of this. Uh, it's going to be rather tricky for the Bundeskartellamt to really show that they have market power. Because you could, uh, Facebook, uh, when they were confronted with this, these charges, they said, look, we are facing massive competition from other kinds of platforms. There's uh, Pinterest, there's Google+, Plus, there's uh, Snapchat. Um, people go to all sorts of other types of communication devices and platforms to communicate and share videos and and everything else why would we be considered as dominant
0: and we should say that the the competition watchdog isn't buying that no sense that it is it is saying look that 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 users in germany are, are locked in through Facebook's network effects. Maybe this is a good chance to explain what they mean by network effects in this
1: context. um, Yeah, so some people who are familiar with uh, competition law know that there's something called network effects, and that means that when a certain company has so much power, they, they get it through making sure that there's no other way to get that information or or get that service, and that's uh, the charge here with uh, Facebook. So Facebook is, uh, as I was explaining, its whole service is incumbent on on getting more data. And in Germany, the Bundeskartellamt says this um, these networks effects are essentially um, about getting people uh, onto that network and and not having any other choice in any other service. So the the market is so narrowly defined, it's called identity-based network effects. Let me just repeat that, identity-based <laughs> network effects. That sounds a bit funny um, because mm-hmm. other social networks, such as, let's say, LinkedIn or um, even uh, WhatsApp, these do not have that same role in Germany, according to the Bundeskartellamt. Identity-based network effects basically means that um, the only way to uh, communicate with your friends and relatives and all that is through Facebook. That is, that's the only game in town.
0: And and Matthew, of course, uh, people of a younger generation would be laughing at this, at the suggestion that Facebook is is dominant to that extent in the sense that they see it as something for old Generation X's who are out of touch and they're using different mechanisms to uh, to keep in touch. But obviously that's um, either either the regulator in Germany is dominated by Generation X's of, of our generation, Matthew, or they see things very differently.
1: You're absolutely right. And, and of course, this is the main argument for Facebook. They say, look, Uh, half of German internet users don't even use uh, Facebook, okay? (laughs) And then the ones that do use Facebook use it side-by-side with other apps. So they mention uh, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, Flickr, Twitter, Google Photos, Pinterest, there's just a whole plethora of other ways of communicating and that's what um, what Facebook is saying. It's like we we don't even we don't act like a dominant company. A dominant company would mean that you're so sure that you have a lock in to the, your customers that you don't have to do anything to improve your services. So thinking, let's think back to Microsoft when they had uh, the Microsoft Explorer case. Um, they didn't improve Microsoft Explorer because they didn't have any competition, and so it just got worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, people were were sort of stuck with it. Well, Facebook says it can't do that. And it um, evokes this uh, memory of if you don't improve, people will go elsewhere. And that's exactly what happened with MySpace, if you remember that. Ten years ago, they went from dominating the market to, you know, a a footnote in history. So uh, Facebook says they invest $6 billion uh, dollars. A year in, from their revenue, global revenue, into redesigning, uh, rejigging their we- their Facebook site and making like videos available, getting yeah. ready for mobile devices. Uh, let's say um, more interaction, so they can't be
0: dominant. And that investment and that innovation is in their in their view evidence that they are in fact fighting fighting a good competitive fight out there, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Bundeskartellamt seems things completely differently. And you could say, well, what is the whole point of this case? So uh, people who use Facebook use it because it's free, it's convenient, and they know that they're receiving advertising. Well, uh, Bundeskartelem says uh, the harm is that these users are actually losing control. This exploitative business terms means that they no longer have a choice over how their personal data is used. And that's the mixture of the violation of the data protection rules and the competition rules.
0: But Matthew, from a strictly um, regulatory point of view, a lot of listeners outside of Germany would be perplexed because we're talking about a competition regulator talking about... Um, privacy issues and the use of data. Now, as you said at the beginning of this conversation, the two issues kind of merge in this case, but it is still quite unusual. So I'm wondering if this kind of a a debate or this kind of an approach is likely to go beyond the borders of Germany and whether or not other EU regulators in other jurisdictions might, uh, might also pursue this line of inquiry.
1: Well, I think it's highly unlikely, uh, mainly because uh, this is a particular uh, German jurisprudence. And they spend, uh, there was a, a background note that they issued about this case, and they spend about three quarters of a page going through the case law saying that there's been decisions of the Federal Court of Justice that allow them to uh, pursue companies that exploit with exploitative business terms and data protection is one of the principles that they can evoke. So there's th- this is a really German case. Um, I have heard absolutely no other competition authority saying, oh, that sounds like a great way of pursuing <laughs> fe- Facebook. Let's, let's go for it. Uh, also, the European Commission um, has not endorsed this case. They've, they've said, you know, we're following it with interest, but they, they haven't taken up a case. You would think a company like Facebook that has uh, users all over Europe, all over the world, um, it would be more, let's say, logical if the European Commission would pursue something like this. Well, simply, they, they can't. They, there's, the European rules don't allow them to go after exploitative business terms in this way. Now, some other countries like France, they have a uh, separate agency, which is the um, anti-fraud and uh, let's say consumer abuse uh, agency. They could go after after Facebook on exploitative business terms, but they wouldn't mix it in with competition uh, rules. So it would have to be a separate investigation if they decided that there was this kind of abuse. Uh, and I haven't heard that they're doing that mm. at all.
0: Okay, Matthew, uh, just finally uh, give me a timeline. When can we expect this probe to be wrapped up?
1: Well, the Bundeskartel Amt uh, is quite ambitious with this. Um, they issued this uh, this press release announcement in uh, late um, December, and now they say the um, decision on the case is before early summer uh, 2018. Uh, I just want to uh, uh, mention that the president um, of the um uh, Andreas Mundt, has said that Facebook will not be facing fines in this case. Yeah. So they will be told, um, essentially, stop what you're doing, uh, make sure that uh, you allow users to uh, have control over their data but they won't be fined.
0: And as often happens, the uh, most interesting stories are the ones where the stakes are particularly low, which is uh, obviously the case in uh, in this instance. But Matthew, we'll have to leave it there for now. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Thanks for that.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks, James.
0: Matthew Newman is MLEX's senior correspondent covering both Europe and the EU from the heart of the European quarter in Brussels. His most recent analysis on Facebook's German regulatory saga appears as a link at the bottom of the page that you may be streaming this podcast from. It's called Facebook's German Antitrust Probe Hinges on Market Power of Network Effects and Mlex subscribers will be able to go through a detailed case file, and you'll find that both Matthew and our colleague Lewis Crofts have written extensively on this issue, a labour of love, no doubt. And don't forget to check out the full suite of Mlex podcasts featuring the insights of our writers from around the globe. I'm James Paniki, Mlex's Australasian managing editor. Australasia, yes, it's a thing. Thank you very much for your company. I'll see you soon. Bye for now.